we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 6, 2020. And today, pretty much a gigantic blockbuster study. I've got so much to cover, I can't even comprehend it. 34-page PDF we're looking at. Um, before we get in, and it's just all the breaking current events particularly that we're going to be looking at today. Uh, to kind of set the tone for everything, the first part, uh, Wisdom from Proverbs 28 from the KJV. And I'm just going to read, I'm not going to read every single verse in Proverbs 28, just um, a lot of the different verses. A lot of them are, uh, I really do think a lot of them pertain to the day and time we're living in. And there's a lot of wisdom that can be gleaned. Uh, first verse Proverbs 28, verse 1, The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. So that's a very interesting, awesome verse there, uh, particularly pertaining the day and times that I think we're moving into here. You don't want to make situations, because uh, a lot of the, what we're talking about here is fear-based. And the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare, and that God hath not given us a spirit of fear. So we don't want to be motivated by, oh, this frantic type of fear because it's not of God, you know. So the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. And I, I do think that God's going to call upon his remnant um, regarding the end times as it, get dark, as it gets darker and darker. And the righteous are instructed to be as bold as a lion. And... They that are of God, you know, they're going to do, be mighty and do exploits. The Bible talks about that in Daniel. The next verse says, For the transgression of the land, many are the princes thereof. Okay, so let me kind of break this down. So you look at all the wicked stuff going on on the planet. A lot of transgressions of the land. You've got all these different ways, the New World Order, the Rothschilds, and the people at the top of the food chain. They're blaming it all on the population through like climate change and stuff yet they're the ones doing all this stuff by design on purpose fukushima the oceans being destroyed um all of the dues weapons attacks that are taking place in australia and in california and elsewhere um all the ways they're polluting the 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 air with the chemtrails all of the wicked evil devices that they're doing to transgress against the land because they're trying to defile god's land because he created it and anything god created they want to defile so for the transgression of the land, many are the princes thereof. Okay, there's a lot of different causes. But a man of understanding and knowledge, but, I'm sorry, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof, meaning the state of the land, shall be prolonged. Now what does that mean? Well, we've got a lot of wickedness going on in the land right now, more so than probably ever in the history of humanity, ever. I, I, I'm, I mean... Come on, they didn't have chemtrails flying in Noah's day. They didn't have, like, most likely nuclear reactors breaking down. There, yeah, there was a lot of wicked stuff going on in Noah's day, no doubt, no doubt. But the technology that we've got now, I think, puts us in a position where there's, there's never been a time in history, ever, most likely, where there's been more transgressing of the land. Now, there's other ways the land's transgressed. Obviously, when you have um, gays... And the lesbians and all the, the wicked, evil sexual perversions and the transgenders. All that stuff, the Bible says they defile the land. That's why it said you take them out and you kill them in the Old Testament. You take them out and you kill, you kill the sodomites. You know, you kill lesbians. You kill, if, if a woman lays down with a beast, you kill the, you know, there's a lot of reason. There's a lot of um, witches you killed in the Old Testament. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. It's an Old Testament verse. 
Now, I'm not saying we do that now, but I'm saying the reason it said you kill them is because if you don't do it, they're going to continue to defile and curse the land. So, for the transgression of the land, many are the princes thereof. There's so many reasons the land's being cursed. It, it defiles, it, it defies the imagination. But it says, but, but, by a man, and I believe, or a woman, because when it says a man, it, it also can mean a woman in this particular case, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. What is that telling you? Well, probably one of the only reasons that the, that God's judgment hasn't rained down on planet Earth up, up until this point is because of the righteous remnant of Christ, you know, um, that, but also the righteous remnant that has understanding and knowledge, which is very, very important in the days and times we're living in because there's never been more deception as there's been now, ever, in the history of mankind, by far, so it's, the Bible says that if it were possible, the very elect shall be deceived in Matthew 24. And then Jesus said that regarding this time that we're, that we're in. So, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, the state thereof shall be prolonged. And I believe that's the reason we've had this extra time. Because I thought when I did that tour in 06 on the avion flu, I thought, well, it's probably going to happen this year. You know, but the state thereof, God's given us more time. He's given us more grace. It's been prolonged. I've said this before, the, the book George Orwell, 1984, they wanted that to be reality. That Then in the year 1984, they wanted it to be like George Orwell's 1984 or Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. Well, it didn't happen. It hasn't even got that bad yet. Now we're getting there, but the New World Order is far behind on their timetable because we're operating by God's timetable and not Satan's. So, some interesting verses there. Uh, verse four, they that forsake the law praise the wicked now when we say forsake the law just think of it essentially the bible in in this in the day and time in the new testament uh dispensation that we're in now okay they that forsake the bible praise the wicked they that forsake the law praise the wicked and you see that all the time wicked's praised in hollywood on mainstream media they've got desmond the drag kid they, they they'll parade out on on the today show and praise him with all his drag queen the, the, the Desmonds, they, they drug those little drag queen boy kids up out of their minds. And then they put, put them on stage and they've got grown men there giving them, feeding them dollar bills and stuff. I mean, you know, this is stuff that, you know, needs to have God's judgment rain down hardcore. I mean, we need that. Um, they that forsake the law praise the wicked. But such as keep the law, keep the word of God contend with them so if you're a bible believing christian and you're trying to keep the word of god you're trying to go live by biblical principles a byproduct of that is you're going to contend with evil it says we should do that and again that's why you know the, the name of this ministry is contendingfortruth.com we're contending for truth we're also contending against the wicked and, and against the evil um we're trying not to be and again these are some bible verses that apply to that um and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them okay reproved is to blame to convince a fault to make it manifest to excite a sense of guilt um 
second corinthians 2 2 11 lest satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices we're not we don't want to be ignorant of satan's devices and there's more of his devices now than there's ever been uh and then other verses, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by name, my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You know that that's the ultimate prescription to remedy all of this. But that's not happening. On I'm sure near. I mean, there's probably a faithful remnant out there um, that's praying regarding that, but it's probably not a whole lot. You know, you got the 501c3 corporate church out there telling everybody that, you know, <sighs> Trump's going to lead us into the promised land and, and everything's good and don't say anything against the government and, and, and all these things yoked up with the government. And it's just the, the church for the most part is blind and, and they're not, um, they're not doing, they're not going after the, the, uh, Tenets of Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Okay, uh, so if we go further here, let's see here. So they that forsake the law praise the wicked, but as such as keep the law, contend with them. And then the next verse: Evil men understand not judgment. You look around and you think, how could all these wicked, evil devils be doing all this stuff? And wondering. Wouldn't you be afraid of what's going to happen with you? Even if you don't believe the Bible, you, you've heard the expression, what comes around goes around. <laughs> okay. More of a hip way of saying it. It's, it's the biblical precedent. Uh, it's the biblical tenet of you reap what you sow. Okay. What comes around goes around, however you want to put it. Karma. I, I mean, I know that's not a good term to use, but I'm just saying it, that it is, that is a, the, the term karma is basically what comes around goes around, which is basically you reap what you sow. There's different ways of kind of saying it. Uh, even, even wicked people understand the concept of karma. You notice that, but it says evil men understand not judgment. And you look at all the wickedness that we talk about on a weekly basis. And you think these people have no fear of God whatsoever. They have no idea what's coming from them in hell. And then the lake of fire, or if they do, I mean, I guess their conscience has been seared with a hot iron. They've been turned over to a reprobate mind according to Romans one, and they just don't care. I don't care. They've given heed to seducing spirits, and and you know their their conscience is seared. So, evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. So, the more you seek the Lord, the more you're going to understand all things, and that's why it's important to be in the Word every day. I I, I was listening to a guy the other day um, on you know the Christian radio. It's there's a lot of leaven commingled a lot of times because a lot of it's Trump praising or stuff like that going on there that I've heard and um, among other things. But the guy said something really interesting. He said that they've done studies or he did a study or some organization did a study where they found that if a Christian um, is in the Bible at least four times a week, a gigantic change happens in the Christian where they they i don't know how they they gauge this but they talked about like um oh man alcohol and um oh depression alcohol divorce rates uh every kind of problem you could imagine 
if they were in the word at least four times a week, spending time with God, that all of a sudden, once you got to four times a week, a uh, big switch flipped and in you, and all of a sudden you, your life just was so much, I'm not saying it was a bed of roses, but a tangible change happened in their life. And they said if they did it one time a week, it didn't have that big of an impact. Two times a week really didn't. Three times there started to be some impact, but four times, for some reason it was four times. Now, granted, I mean, we should be, we should be doing it every day. I'm, I'm, there's days that I find that I get off track and, and, you know, I'm not in the word like I should be every, you know, but cause I don't want to act like I'm up here, like I'm some perfect, whatever, straighten up my halo and all this stuff. Uh, but I thought that that was really, really interesting. And I mean, I, I think we've all seen this. If we start out the day in prayer and reading the Bible and normally if, if you do that, I know for me, I typically end up having a way better day where, you know, something that would have maybe like really caused me to whatever, fly off the handle about something, you know, it just, it just doesn't bother me like it normally would have. Um, and everybody struggles with different things. So, you know, it depends kind of what you struggle with, but you, you tend to, you tend to be able to better cope with whatever your weak points are, because we've all got our weak points and we've all got our strong points and we all battle stuff until kind of the day we die. So, um, because we're still in the flesh now going forward, verse six, better is the poor that walketh in his uprightness than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Because the Bible says a rich man will fall into temptation because they tend to trust in their riches. And then when you tend to trust in your riches, what happens next? Will you become proud? The Bible says of Lucifer, there was two reasons that he got so puffed up. So puffed up where he got so deluded where he said, I will, I'm going to usurp God. I will be like the most high. I will ascend under the sides of the north. It said because of his beauty and his merchandise, his heart was lifted up. This was when he was Lucifer, before he fell, before he became Satan. Okay? His beauty, pride, and his merchandise, his riches, his heart was lifted up. So, got to guard against that. I'm not saying God can't uh, bless a rich man, and, and but the rich man, I think the biggest prerequisite is if God has blessed you a lot um, financially, you need to stay humble. Because I believe a God can bless a rich man if he stays humble and still use him mightily for the Lord. Because we're all part of the body of Christ. And some people are called to, you know, give money to missions and, and, and these types of things in order to launch that and, and to feed the poor and things of this nature. Now, I'm not saying we all can't do that to a certain extent, but I'm talking about somebody that's actually really rolling in money type of thing. Um, so it's better to be poor and walk in uprightness. Than he that is perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Verse 8. He that by usury and unjust gain increases his substance. Now, the word usury uh, typically in this biblical context means um, uh, unjust interest. Meaning really, really high interest. Okay. Um, unrighteous interest rates. Like they're just insane. Like a lot, you'll see credit cards are like 20% or whatever. Stuff like that. Okay. He that by usury and unjust gain increases increaseth his substance. So if you if you by um, usury or unjust gain increase your substance, he shall gather it for him that pity the poor. So 
thing is, is the Bible talks about like the why the the rich man that had all the stuff, and then he said he had his barns all filled, and 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 he was he was at ease, and he sat back or whatever. And then the Bible says, "Thou fool, this night thy thy soul shall be required of thee." Now I'm paraphrasing. So there's no guarantee in life for the rich man. Um, the rich man's strong tower is his riches. It says that's what he's that's what he's depending upon. His strong tower. It's not the Lord. God doesn't want that. He wants the Lord to be your strong tower. Okay, so um, verse 9, he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, and again, this would be more in the context of hearing the Bible, which is very common now, even his prayer shall be an abomination. So a lot of these people that all of a sudden are, let's just say they're like a, I don't know, uh, your, your typical kind of like lukewarm Christian, 501c3, corporate type lukewarm Christian. Um I would say there's a large majority of people that call themselves Christians that really don't have any any desire to read the Word of God, you know. Okay, other than if it's going if it's going to tickle their ears, maybe, maybe like maybe they they only want to hear like positive verses in Psalms. And I hate listen, I love Psalms, but I'm saying you got to read the whole Bible too. Okay, he that turneth his way his ear from hearing the law or the Bible, even his prayer shall be an abomination. So don't get don't expect to get your prayers answered if you're turning your way from reading the Bible. That's how I interpret that. Um, and then verse 10, whoso causeth the righteous to go astray in an evil way, he shall fall himself into his own pit. So the Bible talks about not putting a stumbling block before your brother. Okay. But talks about that in, in the new Testament, just keeping stumbling block in the, uh, blue letter Bible online. And it'll show you all the places stumbling block appears. And, um, we don't want to be a stumbling block before a brother and we don't want to cause our brother or the righteous to go astray in an evil way. Cause if you do, you will fall yourself into your own pit. So, um, but the upright shall have good things in possession. Verse 12, when righteous men do, do rejoice, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise, a man is hidden. And that's what you're seeing more and more now as the wicked rise, as things get darker, People are talking about pulling their horns in more and, 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 you know, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So that's like, we're, we're coming to the day when the night cometh when the Jesus said, when no man can work. So that's where we're at right now. He that, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. So if you just try to cover your sins and, you know, and I'm not saying you, we all, all walk around sinless perfection here. Okay. Paul, the greatest apostle ever, said, Oh, what a wretch of a man that I am. Who should deliver me from the body of this death? The things that I shouldn't do, that I do. And the things that I shouldn't do, that I do. Um, so, Paul wasn't up there saying that I'm this perfect Christian. Now, do we sin that grace may abound? No, the, the Bible says God forbid. So, it's not like we're, we're trying to strive for sin, but if we go around and we say we're living in sinless perfection, um, that's also a lie, Okay. Uh, the Bible says if we, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Uh, John chapter one, first John chapter one. So it's, it's a balance there. Okay. And we don't have, um, license to sin, but we should strive for perfection, but we're going to battle the flesh till the day we die. So, um, let's see here. So he that covereth his sin shall not prosper. Now, what would that be like? Well, that just like an extreme example um, 
I don't know, think of like uh, a pastor and he's having like an affair. Oh my word, I saw a show the other day. A pastor had a wife, 17 years, congregation, up there, screaming, praising God. They're showing him preaching and everything. Sounded pretty good what he was saying. 16-year-old girl that was friends with his daughter evidently fell in love with him. It was like eight years of this. And he had eyes for her and she wanted to marry him. And they started having stuff going on on the side. And by this time, she was like 25. Gone on a long time, I guess. I don't know how, I don't know what they've been doing on the side, but it didn't look good. And um, he, uh, he lived out back in the uh i mean this story is just unbelievable he lived out back of the of the church in a, in a double wide mobile home that the that the church had bought him with his wife and then all of a sudden 911 calls one night and he he's he's there some phony 911 oh my wife's in the in the uh in the double wide trailer i tried to get her out but she's in there and it's on fire and uh, turns out he had choked her out left her in there to die uh, put nail polish remover, lit a fire in there, let her burn to death, and then made a fake 911 call to um, the police saying that, oh, she's in there. And, and it's it sounded so lame because I'm like, why wouldn't you have just went in there and supposedly you were in there, but you couldn't find her? It's a double wide trailer. You didn't know where your wife was at? Couldn't have drug her out at the early stages of the fire? No, couldn't do that, no. And then he, 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 like when the cops went there, the show went on where he was acting like he wanted to crawl back inside the house and all this stuff, but he made sure somebody would stop him. I mean, that's the level of depravity and wickedness you can fall into. And then within seven months, he was married to, to uh, the upgrade. Yeah, the, daughter, the daughter's, uh, uh, the, went to school with his daughter. Yeah, she's real pretty. Yeah, he married the upgrade. He got rid of the old one, burned her alive to death. And then they, they were so deluded, his upgrade, and this they thought, you could tell by their text, they thought this was the will of God. Because it showed their text. It's like, oh, I'm going to have your babies and we're going to serve God. And I'm like, are you out of your stinking mind? Talk about having your conscience seared with a hot iron. And this, and then all, like so many of the people that in the church, you can tell they've totally fallen away from God. Totally falling away from God. They're, they're just totally jaded now. And, and But see, that's why the Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and his heart departeth from the Lord. Because they were making flesh their arm. Because he was really charismatic, and he had a lot of following, and people thought, oh, we get... And then once their little idol fell, then they realized their faith really wasn't in God, it was in a man. So then they all fell away from God. Because God will test us. So that's why I said, I mean, don't... like Like, if I'm saying stuff check me out don't don't believe everything you know i'm 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 not here to have some cult of scott johnson at all okay i want you to follow the lord jesus christ and his word okay um because i could be taken out of the picture real easy and and you know that's probably going to happen pretty soon when they shut the internet down you know it doesn't mean that god's done using me but i mean i'm just saying that that holds true for all people in alternative media unless they find some way to get the word out so yeah i couldn't it was so sickening i mean so sickening what they and he admitted finally ended up having to admit it to because they, they found so much evidence on the guy there was no way he could deny it anymore it wasn't like it was here and then all the church members were like it was really weird at her funeral of his burned up wife 
they were like flirting with each other during the funeral. And then the week afterward, they were seen out together. They were spotted on camera. They were seen kissing not too long after in public. And then before you know it, they're married. And guess what? He had taken out a big old fat life insurance policy on her too to boot and was trying to collect on that, even though he denied it when they initially questioned him. This is how wicked and evil and twisted and demon-possessed to the toenail somebody that calls themselves a pastor can be. And I don't even think he was a Luciferian. Like, you know, I say that they embed Luciferians in the churches. I don't think he was. I just think he was that wicked and evil and you, you got to check yourself. You got the Bible says, examine yourself before you partake of the Lord's Supper. My, my buddy Greg's over here with me. We go out and we we uh, go out to these places in prayer. He's actually here today. We just we just got done praying, and we just took the Lord's Supper. And it says, examine yourself, you know, before you take it, because many are sick and have fallen asleep. That means they they're dead, because they partook of it unworthily. And that is one of the things that we should be doing on a, on a frequent basis is taking the Lord's Supper. Let's get get you some grape juice. And I go to the uh, Jewish section of the uh, of the uh, thing, get some unleavened, uh, the, like, I don't know if they call it unleavened bread or matzahs or whatever, I don't know. Just get unleavened, they're little crackers. And do the Lord's Supper. Try to do, I mean, I think it's good to do at least once a week. It's good. Now, I don't, I haven't been doing that like I should be. Um, so I'm not telling you that in, in like a sanctimonious way. Um, I tried to do it with Taylor and, um, but you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to remember everything. I'm so overwhelmed right now with content. Literally every single teaching I'm doing now, up until the time that I'm going to air, I'm just adding stuff in. In fact, I'm probably gonna have to pause this when I'm done with this part, just to see if there's any more breaking stuff. Because once we get into World War III, which I think we're right on the cusp of, unless God intervenes in a mighty way, the internet may go dark, you know, and I'll just have to see you all on the other side. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But what a glorious day that'll be, praise the Lord. So, um, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper. So, that's a great example. What I just said with that pastor, you know, and um, that's pretty pretty incomprehensible. And, and again, I don't say that like I'm some Mr. Puritanical, like I've never done any wrong. I've done plenty wrong in the past. And I've done plenty wrong in the church in the past. So, I, I'd be the first to admit that. Um that, then it says, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So if that pastor at some point in time, before he burned his wife up alive, had confessed to God and forsaken this girl and told her, you're not hearing from God. I'm not hearing from God on this. You, you need to find a nice Christian husband and, and let me be with my Christian wife who loves me because the wife was, was wonderful pretty hard i mean they had um two or three kids and stuff and oh man um he could have he could have um you know he could have had god's mercy but now he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life and if and if he's still that deluded and deceived i don't know if he's going to finally wake up and, and repent i don't know i hope he does for verse 14 happy is the man that feareth always and that's feareth god but he that hardeneth his heart shall fall into mischief. So when you harden your heart toward God, and that's easy to do. One of the easiest ways to harden your heart toward God is just stay in whatever sin you're in. Whatever sin you're in, you're going to eventually harden your heart to God. 
because the demons will make sure of that because they're the ones that are guiding you and directing you to do that and again if you haven't done deliverance i would highly advise you do the win worldly mass deliverance you just go up on the internet or just key in deliverance in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com and I've, I've laid it all out for you. Derek, Derek Prince, Breaking Off Curses, and the Win Worldly Mass Deliverance. You do that as many times as you need to, and then you can do specific deliverances after that. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong on it. I, I guarantee you. And it is biblical to do it. Um, but I've talked about that a lot in previous studies. Uh, so when you, when you harden it your heart, you're going to fall into mischief. And mischief is... We think of mischief as like this little, oh, he's mischievous. Oh, he's a little rascal, you know. But it's actually, it's actually, if you look at the root word of mischief, it's wickedness. Okay. So that's why the Bible says um, they frameth law by a mischief, or they, they frameth mischief by a law. And you think, oh, it's just some little mischievous law. Yeah, like all the, the laws they're, they're trying to enact right now, all these unrighteous laws that, that uh, baby butcher and governor Northam in Virginia, it's a little more mischief. You know, it's going to be mass genocide up there if that doesn't, you know, get, if something major doesn't happen there. Uh, what's that? And Trump says nothing. Yeah, and Trump, and Trump says nothing about all the stuff going on in Virginia. That's true. Yep, he's not saying a thing about any of it. Um, it, it is funny, it's amazing how Trump's just so gotten a pass upon that on that whole Virginia situation. And he gets a pass on all the other stuff. Because all he's got to do is do a little bit of what appears to be righteous on the side. And then everybody, all the other Christians and all the other um, pro-Second Amendment, all the, give him a free pass. They give him a free pass. Yeah, they go back to sleep because they think, well, he's trying. He's just surrounded by all these wicked, yeah, so many of those wicked people he put around him. All the people in the white house and his, his his war cabinets and all these things he put them there i'm not saying he put everybody in the senate and the congress there but um yeah we'll talk about that a little more today uh so let's go forward here as a roaring lion and a ranging bear so is a wicked ruler over the poor people <laughs> yeah well exactly and and unfortunately we've got a wolf in sheep's clothing as a roaring lion and a ranging bear okay and um they're they're having the wool pulled over their eyes and um i think we're, we're fixing to see in 2020 what that actually the consequences of that may be I, I hope i'm wrong but verse 18 whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved but he that is perverse in his way shall fall at once so if you walk uprightly there's a much higher likelihood you're going to be saved the Bible also says that the um, angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, meaning fear God, and delivereth them. So when you fear God, when you walk uprightly, um, you're trying to live this righteous life, you know, through the word of God. And I, I don't mean earning your way to heaven, that kind of stuff I'm talking, like through the Lord, through the whole power of the Holy Spirit, giving, humbling yourself before God, giving God the credit for, for that. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, because you don't ever want to take credit for anything. God will share his glory with no, no one. So, whoso walketh uprightly, and, and really I would add to, through the Lord shall be saved. But he that is perverse in his way shall fall at once. Verse 19, he that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. So whatever God's land God's given you to till, and I don't mean like having, you could apply that to a farm, but I'm talking about the land of the life that God's given you. Okay? Because he gives us all different ways to um, 
you know, uh, till, till our land, the, the land of our life, essentially. Uh, but he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. And again, um, the, I think that would apply to like get rich quick schemes and stuff like that. Man, I saw my parents blow so much money on that type of garbage growing up. I can't tell you how much millions they lost. That, my, my parents lost their way cool portable evaporative cooling fan company. They sold it for $2.5 All they ever got is a half a million dollar payment. And the guy took the company up to Minnesota, stole it, and said, sue me. I got 50, 50 attorneys. That went on 10 years until it finally killed them both. They followed after a vain man. They didn't vet him. He was a liar. He never intended on paying them $2.5 Was the company worth that? Yeah, but that was their, it was one of their main competitions, the guy that bought the company. He wanted to eliminate the competition and to ruin my parents at the same time. They followed after a vain person. They didn't vet them. They just saw the money, the, the, the dollar symbols. And I saw them do that in a lot of other areas of their life over the years. Um, so, a faithful man, uh, verse 20, a faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to be rich, meaning I got to get rich now, get rich quick, to be rich shall not be innocent. And again, I grew up with that as an example. My dad was a hard worker and he, and he worked hard to build his businesses up, but he would always take the money when it was done and, you know, put two, 250000 into our already gigantic monstrosity house and make a media room that was $100,000. There was only five of them in the world. He had a stereo system that you could hear, like, you know, blocks away if you wanted to. He had, the bass in that stereo was so, was so um, unbelievable that it would shake the houses all around the neighborhood and the kids would wake up screaming and stuff. That's how I grew up. Party house, man. I would have the biggest parties you can imagine. Yeesh. and i was the most wild crazy one there my parents had to wait until i moved out to remodel the house from when i moved out um after i went to chiropractic college they finally were able to remodel the house because i had so trashed the house from my own parties that they let me throw that they couldn't remodel until i left because i was such a wild man i mean i was crazy i i was if i was there because i was throwing party i had to be the drunkest one there the, the drunkest one and the craziest one and caused the most damage to my own parents' house. That's how I went. And then I'd go out in public and do the same thing. It's an absolute miracle. All the times I drove drunk and, and got pulled over by cops, totally drunk out of my mind, and never went to jail one time. All I can say to you is God has hand on me, and he's been more merciful to me than anybody I know of on the planet. I should have been in dead and death and in hell. I died on a football field one time from a drug overdose. I took that, that uh, it was a bodybuilding supplement, GHB. Then it turned into a, what they call a date rape drug. I was, I was using that stuff before you could buy it in the health food store. Combine it with a beer, it had some chemical reaction. Uh, with my friend Jerry, we went to a base uh, football game in um, Bishop Row. It was my old Catholic high school I went to. They were playing Estero. Went there. Put a scoop of it in a beer, foamed over. I never saw it do that before. We drank the beer, nothing happened. Eh, let's do another. So I did another. We went into the game. Before I knew it, I was getting all woozy. And then all of a sudden, I woke up three or four hours later in an emergency room. They had me strapped down to a gurney. I was coming off. I didn't know where I was. I was basically, all my clothes were gone. I had a uh, chest tube down my, my throat. Um, because I couldn't breathe, they had to defibrillate both me and my friend Jerry back to life because we were dead when they found us on the football field. There just so happened to be a uh, ambulance there because I don't know how it is in, in um, other parts of the uh, United States, but in, in um, where I was at in Southwest Florida, they would always have an ambulance 
because of the injuries that happen in the football games. And if they weren't there, I would have been dead and in hell, and this ministry would have never, ever, ever gotten off the ground because I had been dead and in hell because I wasn't saved. Um, I They said that I was the youngest person they ever had in their cardiac unit and had what they call an inverted T-wave, meaning I had done permanent damage to my heart because of the lack of oxygen because I was dead and my heart wasn't beating. So I know a little bit about being crazy. A little bit. Now, I didn't, if I went to hell during that time, I don't know. God didn't let me remember it. I, all I remember it was it went black, and then all of a sudden, it was like one second later, I woke up. I was at the football field, and it felt like one second later, I woke up, and I was in this emergency room. And every tube and thing going in me, you can imagine. Other than the catheter, which I was glad about that because they were getting ready to do that next. And I said, start bringing me the water because I don't want that. So <laughs> God's always spared me that one after surgeries that I've had. Thank God um but yeah yeah um so i mean that's as god is my witness i'm not lying to you about what i just told you i mean <laughs> um so god's been incredibly merciful to me so going forward it says um let's see here I'm, i lost my place um he that hasteneth to be rich hath an evil eye so if you're like get rich quick you know an evil eye and it's it just means you have an eye toward like wickedness and, and, and things like that type of thing and, and consider not that poverty shall come upon him and then i look at my dad and he was always trying to get you know rich and rich and and get rich quick stuff and in the end he had nothing he had nothing he fought for that company for 10 years yeah he should have been paid the money but it didn't matter and then he used all these patriot ways of of trying to get the company back he didn't really do it through normal legal channels which was a tremendous thorn into the side of the to the people that were that were um uh, because he kept dragging them back in court I, I think he cost him i don't know like half a million or a million in court fees my dad did because he was he was a fighter but in the end when he died that week that he died that i walked into the the bathroom and my dad's laying there on the floor um and he had a massive heart attack and i remember i walked in there on the tile floor and he had he had urinated all over himself and i've never seen my dad in that state ever my dad was an absolute animal okay this guy i've never seen him back down from a fight in my life i've never seen him lose a fight um he is one of the most rage-filled men you could ever imagine he was scary and i see my my, my poor dad there laying there you know and then within a day he was gone and then i was able to lead him to the lord right before well i mean that evening and then they pulled the plug on him that night um you know it, it's just but he was always hastening to be rich when he died though literally that week he found out that he had no more recourse to get his company back there was there was no way it was ever because up until that point they always thought we're going to get paid finally we're, we're gonna we're gonna get this money back he found out they literally flew in a higher judge a really high level higher judge to rule against my dad in this final series of court cases in lee county florida and um the he was a judge for hire uh, i for, forget his name but um he was only there two or three months and then he, he flew out of there he's a judge for hire i don't know how that all works but he did so they they found out they were they were losing never going to get another dime they were being evicted from their house of 20 years. This is the house they put all these hundreds of thousands of dollars into. They were going to lose the house that week. They had to get out that week. 
he had the heart attack Friday night. We had to start getting out Monday. I was with my, my, I was helping my mom and my dad out at the time and Taylor was there and they were going to have to take this major downgrade in, in their house and barely, barely get by. They lost everything, everything. Their how the, the, this was after the 2008 real estate crisis, their house went from being appraised at a million dollars to like, you know, dropped to like 200,000 and they ended up auctioning it off for like a hundred and they had put hundreds of thousands of dollars in this thing. So that's how I grew up just toys and toys and bigger and better and keeping up with the Joneses and Jaguars in, in the, uh, in the driveway and, and stealth twin turbo cars and, and all these exotic things. And my, my parents would always want to have. So, um, he didn't consider the poverty that shall come upon him. And I think that's what put him over the edge. I do. I think knowing that he was all that was going to be gone and he had his whole life invested in that God had to take every single thing from my dad and my mom in order for them to have any hope of getting saved. And I always had prayed, Lord, whatever it takes to get them saved. And I don't care if you got to take everything. Well, that's exactly what it took. Now, if you want to know more about that key in dad's passing, or you can just key in the word passing in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com because I get I give you my testimony for each one. My mom passed a year later, essentially, from, from uh, uterine cancer. And she got saved too before she died. So that, But that's what it took, you know. I led her to the Lord right after she had a stroke. Um, she was scared. And that's what it takes for a lot of people. So, verse 23. He that rebuke, rebuketh a man afterwards shall find more favor than he that flattereth with his tongue. So, if you got to be around somebody and they got to constantly be flattered and they're ego fed. and they're, Get away from them. They're narcissists. You know, somebody like that is a narcissist at bare minimum, maybe a sociopath. So, um, the Bible talks a lot about anybody that coming up to you, flattering you all the time. Ooh, you better run. Cause you know, that's not a good sign. It's one thing to give somebody a compliment and genuinely mean it. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody that's operates in that, that vein. You can't trust that. Um, he that rebuketh a man afterwards shall find more favor. If you're, if you're rebuking a righteous man, though, <laughs> if you rebuke a wicked person, that that's not going to work out that well, typically, for you. It doesn't mean that maybe God's not instructing you to do it because maybe God wants you to warn them. But, you know, most of the time, wicked people will not take rebukes. Verse 24, who robbeth his father or his mother and saith, it is no transgression. The same is the companion of a destroyer. So don't be robbing your mother or father <laughs> and saying it's no big deal. <laughs> because this set, the Bible says you would be a companion of a destroyer. Verse 25, he that is proud of heart stirreth up strife. So if you're going around always trying to go around stirring, or you know somebody's going around stirring the pot all the time and trying to create these forest fires, that the Bible says that you've, you've got a proud heart. And it also says a lot more about that, you know. Uh, you do not want to do that because, again, it's going to come back on you. But he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Now, that doesn't mean you you, you have your six you get to be six hundred pounds. It means that word "fat" in the Bible, when you translate it from the Hebrew, means prosperous. Okay. 
verse 26, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And you probably heard me say that one a whole lot of times. So, but what is all the diamond commercials on? Jared, and uh, trust your own heart. What does Hallmark tell us? Now Hallmark's promoting lesbians kissing online and all this other stuff during their little Hallmark specials now. They'll probably have Drag Queen Story Hour in Hallmark next, you know. Um, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. You know, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Meaning, if your heart is not guided by the Lord, I'm not saying your heart always would fail you, okay? Because obviously you can have discernment and you can, okay? But we're talking about just the heart outside of Jesus, the heart outside of God, okay? He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. So that's... I mean, I think we would all say we'd want kind of to be delivered in the days and times ahead. <laughs> well, strive to walk wisely in these other attributes that we're talking. A lot of this that we're talking about here today applies to the, really is going to apply to the day and times we're moving into a lot. A lot of this would answer a lot of questions on what do I do regarding all the darkness coming? Well, a lot of it's just right here in Psalm, Proverbs 28, if you think about it, because we covered a lot of ground here with these Bible verses. Um, so you might want to listen to this part of the audio like over and over you know type of thing and you know you can download these I, I know that if you got like a usb uh oh they've got those flash drives now that can hold all kind of stuff you can go up there and download a whole bunch of my of my teachings on usb um sticks there and keep it in some type of emp proof container or like one of those um mylar bags type of thing if you know uh so it won't be uh subject to an emp if we get hit with one i don't know verse 27 he that giveth unto the poor shall not lack but he that he that hideth his eyes shall find many a curse so the bible talks about giving to the poor that's one of the ways that the bible talks about those that give to the poor will not um be um they're not going to come into the famine and they're going to be protected so there's a lot of bible verses that talk about that too and again fearing the lord the angel of the lord and he campeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them so there's a lot of different things you can do on your own end to ensure god's help regarding the days and times we're moving into okay so um verse 28 when the wicked rise men shall hide themselves and again that's we kind of talked about that earlier you know the prudent the, the prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself but the simple pass on and are punished uh but when they perish the righteous increase so when wicked men perish righteousness righteous men increase so those are just all the some of the verses now now i'm going to go ahead and just go right into the um the teaching for today and again we're covering a lot of really heavy duty stuff always focusing on the lord jesus christ i'm not here to bring a spirit of fear on you or anything but i've also as a watchman i've got to kind of tell you what's going on give you a heads up about what's going on here so um we've got i'm just going to go over a lot of the headlines now that that and this is entitled at war with iran on the cusp of world war three uh these are just some recent headlines and i'm these are kind of chronological order about what we're talking about here u.s embassy attack in baghdad uh that was where it started okay uh pro-iranian mob was there they were chanting death to america um diplomats were in the safe room and Trump was originally saying Tehran will pay for this. And then the Pentagon deploys 4,000 troops for deployment in the Middle East amid unrest. Uh, Iran is defiant. They taunt Trump. 
They say you can't do a DAMN thing to Trump. Uh, and then the top Iranian commander, Soleimani, was killed. Okay. And they identified him. He was torn to shreds by a missile. The body was identified by a ring on his finger. Uh, and it was him and about five other of his commander, four other. One was a general, too. Uh, Tehran then vows revenge. Israel braces for retaliation. Oil prices surge. Stocks shook. Strait of Hormuz is in focus. That's where the oil comes through there. Uh, now, then we start talking about the sleep, the Iranian sleeper cells, the Muslim sleeper cells in the USA, which I've been talking about for years, how they've been waiting for years to get the green light. Fear of cyber attacks. 2020 begins with a bang. Hashtag World War III. Uh, now, these are all links. If you want to click on any of these, these are in the PDF for this teaching. And then round two, U.S. drone airstrikes and kills six pro-Iranian militia commanders. And then senior Iranian commander says 35 vital U.S. and Israeli targets are within Iran's reach. And then the next report is for potential revenge and Soleimani's death. And they say, um, we will punish Americans wherever they are. So that's a global threat Iran's issuing here. And then Iran launches cyber attack on U.S. government website. Iran hacked the Federal Depository website and posted a warning now, is this a prelude to a false flag bank collapse? Because if they get into the Federal Depository website, this could all be blamed on Iran. So you could say, oh, well, the dollar collapsed. Yeah, because of the Iranians, they hacked into the site. Now the dollar collapses. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's going to be the case. I'm saying they could. Iraqi parliament then to hold emergency session will vote on whether to expel U.S. forces from the country. Now, remember, this is chronological. Uh, Iran threatens to attack the White House. They're, now Iran is offering $80 million for Trump's head. That just broke today on Drudge. That's that's real. They want $80 million for Trump's head. Um, could America start the draft again? The drafting of, of uh, men. And they'll probably try to draft women too. I don't know. And then Iran cancels nuclear deal. Will not abide by the agreement after killing... Uh, yeah, they okay, after the killing of the general... And then rockets and mortars landing near U.S. Embassy in Baghdad now, multiple explosions. That kind of brings us up to the current time. Now I'm going to start getting into a lot more of these specific stories. So the first report, and this is the most, some of this is the most breaking. Um, and U.S. satellites and spy planes see fueled missiles on Iran coast launch imminent. Now, again, by the time you may hear this, this all may be a moot point, but I'm trying to bring you the most up to date thing um information here u.s spy satellites picked up what appeared to be fueling of rockets inside of iran spy planes sent for a closer look to have confirmed missiles are fueled on the coastal regions of iran indications suggest a launch is imminent and then another update at 358 of today reports are now coming in that say all iranian missile systems have been placed on full alert mode Iranian-backed militia sniper units apparently taking positions all over Baghdad. Now, this is today, okay? Uh, update 402. Syrian officials say preparations, now this is Syria, okay, have been made for rocket fire by Iranian militias in the Damascus re region. Not sure if the missiles will go from Damascus into Iraq or into Israel. Maybe both. Now, so the reason they're talking about damascus syria is because iran and them i evidently i don't know i guess they're allies to a certain extent and they're the iranian militia that are operating there 
can fire missiles into Iraq or they can also fire them into Israel. And they're blaming, well, we're going to get into the whole Israel thing. But, um, and it reminded me of this verse that has never been fulfilled. Now, Damascus is pretty bad. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad, but it hasn't been totally destroyed yet. This verse in the Bible has never been fulfilled. Isaiah 17, 1, the burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city. It shall be a ruinous heap. Hasn't happened yet, but that could happen as a result of this. The, the fulfillment of that prophecy could be the very thing that brings us into World War III. Okay, so then the last update they posted, expect clashes in the next 48 to 72 hours. Several high-ranking political and religious figures of many countries in the Middle East uh, have traveled to remote areas with their families, meaning they're getting out of Dodge. Intel suggests no full-scale anything until after Soleimani's remains are buried. So in other words, they're pre-positioning all the rockets, all their troops ahead of time. They're waiting for Soleimani to be buried. Now again, if that doesn't happen, don't blame me. I'm telling you what may happen. I'm not Mr. Prognosticator. I left my crystal ball, you know, at the bowling alley last week, and, and I, I don't know where it's at. So the thing is, is, is I'm not being like a prophet or anything. I'm saying this is what may happen, okay? Uh, so if we go further here, uh, now this is from, now I know not, a lot of people say, well, Hal Turner, Hal Turner, we well, yeah, but this is a call that came in that was actually accurate. Okay. Caller reveals U S treachery with Iranian general Soleimani's death. Now I was very, very, very surprised to see this on Hal Turner because that guy is one of the most pro Trump guys up there. That's why I take his information with a grain of salt. He's former whatever in the, in the government. Uh, but this was very out of character for him to post and he paid a consequence for this so it listen to this a very serious news items has has developed today which may give insight into a different reason why the hal turner show was stopped on wbcq on thursday january 2nd 2020 the hal turner show took to the airwaves as usual being broadcast worldwide on wbcq and locally in the u.s on khamh the first caller to the show commented about the then breaking news um, regarding the um, Iranian General Soleimani that the U.S. killed. Okay, The caller heard in the audio segment below, I give you a link to it if you want to listen to it, suggested the reason the U.S. knew that the high-ranking Iranian general was going to be in Baghdad was because the U.S. invited him. To negotiate against a war. The caller then suggested the U.S. killed the general in the act of utter treachery. Oh, man. You hearing this on mainstream news? I can't believe how Turner even put this out. He's one of the most pro-Trump guys out there. But he paid a price for this because he got taken off air the next day. And he had, I mean, I will say, he... I give him props for putting this up and not trying to hide it. The problem is, is the cat was out of the bag because the caller called in and it was live. So he really couldn't hide it. So he, I just kind of manned up to it. So let me just say that again. The high-ranking general is going to be in Baghdad because the U.S. invited him to negotiate against a war. The caller then suggested the U.S. killed the general in an act of utter treachery. 
because they knew he's going to be there. Now, I'm not saying that guy was Mr. Puritanical and little Bo Peep and Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm all rolled up and little Lord Fauntleroy. He wasn't all that rolled up into one. I'm sure he was a wicked devil, okay? It's the Islamic Republic of Iran and Islam's goal worldwide is world domination and subjugation of the infidel. So you're never going to see me go to the fact where like that No More News show, which I'm going to be playing a clip from them, They'll never say anything bad against Islam. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Look at all the atrocities that Islam does every day. But again, I'm also going to look at what the synagogue of Satan is doing as well in Israel and how they're working with Saudi Arabia in, in, in USA. It's about having balance, okay? Let's, let's look at the whole picture. Let's not just get into the whole right-left paradigm and I've got to be on team A and you're on team B and you're a black hat and I'm a white hat. And No, it's a lot of times the truth somewhere in the middle. The Rothschilds fund both sides of most wars, okay? So, again, um, there's a link to the call if you want to hear it. He says, the next day my radio show was taken off air by WBCQ after that aired. And he's been on there, I think, for years, okay? Is that just a coincidence? Today, January 5th, 2020, the Prime Minister of Iraq read a statement that said, quote, Iran's Qasem Soleimani had an appointment with the prime minister in Baghdad and came to Iraq to meet him the next day with establishment with established appointment with an established appointment following a request of Trump for mediation. So they lured him there and then bombed him probably how they knew exactly where to send the predator drone. We had a whole delegation. He had a general, a colonel, like a, a, a captain. He had like high-ranking guys with him. Does that mean I think they were all, again, little innocent? No, but if you go back and you listen to my teachings I did on trying to get us into World War III, starting all the way back probably, I don't know, May, April, where we talked about we might be going to war in October. I wasn't sure. That's what uh, some of the predictions were made. Didn't happen. I never said that was going to happen. I was saying pray it doesn't, if it be the Lord's will. That's happened time and time again. But I was documenting week after week after week how we were trying to do everything on the planet to provoke Iran to get them into a war. And that we've been doing that since like, uh, I mean, probably a good 15 years. And it's, been admitted in our own war documents that we've been trying to get them to go to war with us and then eventually we were going to figure out a way to provoke them enough where they would say okay we, we're we can't be pushed into a corner anymore now does that mean i think iran is puritanical and perfect and no it doesn't at all again i'm trying to have balance here um and again, if you don't believe that, go listen to my older teachings I did later this year. Because I am, for a while, it was every single week. That's all I was doing is document all the underhanded ways we were trying to get Iran to attack us. So, <laughs> this statement that I just read, um, the Prime Minister of Iraq read this statement. And again, let me just say it again. Iran's... Qasem Soleimani had an appointment with the Prime Minister in Baghdad and came to Iraq to meet with him the next day with the establishment, with the established appointment, following a request of Trump for mediation. So we knew exactly where he was going to be. 
Killed him at the airport with a Predator drone. Him and his contingent. This statement was read to all the MPs today by the Iraqi Prime Minister himself. And therein lies a very plausible reason why my show was suddenly terminated from WBCQ. Hal Turner's show. The truth came out on the air as it happened. And he's Hal Turner's not even trying to refute it. That's pretty good for him. <laughs> no one could control the narrative. The U.S. lured Soleimani to Iraq with the lie of averting a war. Then killed him when he got to Iraq. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And then he ends with this. And this is true. King Edward's Longshanks of England did things like this to the Scottish in the era of William Wallace. If you want to know the movie Braveheart, okay? Underhanded, oh, oh, come to meet with me. I'm going to, you know, and then you get there and you kill him. You kill your enemy. It's a tactic as old as mankind itself. Ooh, bet you're not hearing this on mainstream media, you know? And then... Do we have any proof? Do we have any proof? Okay, if that's the case, do you think that Iraq may be a little bit mad at America? Think that might, well, guess what Iraq just did? Iraq parliament just voted to expel the U.S. from forces from their country. After all these years of us being there, occupied, since what, I don't know, like Desert Storm or whatever? The parliament of Iraq has voted this morning in a special session to expel United States troops from the country over the U.S. killing of Iranian General Soleimani. Iraq MPs are now screaming in one voice inside the parliament. There is a video. You can go watch. There's a Twitter thing here. The thing is, you, you don't understand what they're saying, but there's the, it's a real-time video. You can watch them doing it. And there's, there, there, um, I guess, that says, pro-Iranian MPs chanting, Baghdad is free, U.S. should go out. I watched it. I give you the link to it. This is from one of their main guys. He put the he put the thing up there. They're saying no to USA, no to Zionists, meaning no to synagogue of Satan. Yes to our martyrs, meaning we're ready to die. Yes to our dignity, no to the agents of the USA. Yes to Iraq, Iraq is free. Sunnah and Shia, Muslims, which are typically odds, are now united in this country. So that's what they want. They want to get all the, the Muslims on one page because, you know, they're looking at the great Satan which is um, USA and the little Satan Israel, they're like, okay, we need to be, we, we need to put aside our little Muslim differences and our little doctrinal differences. And um, we need to uh, focus in on the great and the little Satan. And that's having this effect, which is going to be much more effective in a World War III scenario. Albert yeah, Albert Pike, prediction of World War III over 100 years ago. Um, uh, three world wars and, and the third world war is the one that still hasn't happened it is not known how this vote affects the status of forces agreement or the sofa between usa and iraq for the time being the u.s-led coalition has announced it is suspending operations against isis within iraq so will isis will, will iraq now become part of the enemy that we're against because if we're being expelled from there okay well let's look at this a little bit further now, this is from No More News. Now, again, they won't look at any of the bad stuff about the Muslims, but they, there is typically a lot of insightful things you can pick up about what the synagogue of Satan is doing. Okay, now again, I don't mean all Jews are bad. I'm talking about the Bible says that they're the synagogue of Satan. They call themselves Jews, but they're not. The Bible talks about that in the New Testament. 
I ran war escalation analysis. This is just a kind of a brief video here on, we're gonna look a little bit at this a little bit more. on YouTube as well at Reality Engage. Thanks for being here, Angelo. Good to see you. Hey, man. What's going on? Um, glad to be here, of course. Last minute, but, you know, important. Yep. Important to get together during these times of yeah. shilling. Maximum shilling going on. Exactly, yeah. I know. I've just been going to war on Twitter, basically, the last few days, that, like uh, many people have with all of this latest news, trying to get... The truth out there and battle all of these uh, false disinformation, warmongering narratives. It's been pretty crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I try to be unbiased and people are saying, you know, this guy killed this many troops and I looked into it. I asked people to give me the information and then lo and behold, I find out that's the opposite. This is a lie from Dick Cheney years ago. And there's literally now he's talking about Soleimani. How they're saying, well, this was justified because he killed all these, killed 500,000 people, whatever number they're throwing out there. This guy's saying he's looking into it and he's like, okay, can you can you give me the proof? Can you, I need, he's saying this lie allegedly originally came from Dick Cheney. Now, have I said, have I sat here and say, well, I've thoroughly vetted all of that? No. And I, again, I'm not saying that means that this guy's Mr. Little Bo Peep and he's never done it. I mean, the guy looks totally wicked and evil if you see pictures of him. I mean, you know, again, it is the Islamic Republic of Iran. Okay, that is a that is a very very powerful spirit of Islam that emanates and operates through these people. And yes, world domination ultimately is their 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 goal the, to kill off the infidels. We're just going in there and just stirring up, stirring up, and stirring up the hornet's nest by purpose, on design, painting them, putting them into a corner where they just have no choice, where they feel that we've got to go to war. You know. So again, bear that kind of in mind as we're talking about all this evidence that Soleimani, the guy they just bombed, did anything of the sort at all. So there you go. I just write again. It's another lie. It's 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 heartbreaking, Adam, to see that after all these years, I mean, literally almost two decades of failure and lies, Afghan papers, all that, that the Americans still fall for the same lies. And it's because Trump is likable. This is what I've been saying since he bombed Syria. It's because he's likable. They think he's not able to be duped that he's making the right decisions you know and they just keep doubling down and, and calling you shills and i've been called the libtard unpage i've been called all these names for the last two days i'm sure you have too mm -hmm. it's and just sad see it's from behind you, you you actually served you actually put your life on the line and really made some sacrifices so you've uh yeah this guy was a marine he's got all of his all of this like stuff hanging on the wall i mean it's not like he's ashamed of his service to the country. Anybody trying to, to talk trash to you about this kind of thing on, on your take on more wars is really out of their league. I mean, yeah, and I don't, I don't use my military history as proof that I'm correct, but I say, listen, I, I've seen war. I understand what it does. Nobody wins except the elites or the people behind them. That's really it. I mean, I posted a photograph of, a, of an army officer who was melted away, and he's just standing there with all these ribbons. And, and what did this guy get out of the war? Nothing, you know? And then you have people like Dan Crenshaw who lose an eye, who've been damaged from these wars, and somehow keep shilling for the same wars that damaged him. It's almost like the ultimate form of Stockholm Syndrome. So very few veterans, well, I know there's many, but a lot of them who voted for Trump, very few pulled back like myself, and, and there are some others. But 
it's hard, Adam, because people don't want to admit that they're wrong. They invest in a brand. A lot of these people are grifters, by the way. Mm -hmm. They hitch their wagon on the Trump train, and they don't want to let go. That's how they rose to popularity, and they don't want to sacrifice all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen. Hey, listen, I see that in the alternative media all all day long. These people that they got way too much invested in Trump. Hey, listen, I was kind of on the Trump train a little for for a time when, when we were doing this. And then it got to the point in February, like I said, when he signed that, that um, uh, executive order in the, in the section 224A where it says that any any illegal alien can come across, all they got to do is say they might sponsor an unaccompanied illegal alien and you get in free. You get all the goodies, you get to come here free. And I said, we're going to see an explosion of illegal aliens come across the board. And sure enough, we did. And that was all on Trump's watch. He signed off on all of it. And None of, none of the people in the mainstream media that supposedly hated Trump called him out on it at all because he was fulfilling the New World Order's plans and they were only going to call him out on whatever the right-left paradigm said to create this facade that there's some kind of war between them. Now, I'm not saying there's not different factions of the Illuminati that might want um, uh, Trump out of there, okay? Because I do think there's different competing factions. There's the Bush-Clinton-Obama faction and then there's the Synagogue of Satan. And when the... Um, when Bush Sr. supposedly died, whether he did or not, I don't know, that was when the, the control mechanism shifted far more over to the synagogue of Satan side, which has owned Trump for decades and bailed him out of numerous bankruptcies and has so much on him from a blackmail standpoint, it would boggle the mind, okay? And that's why there's this constant thing of releasing Trump's tax returns to keep Trump in line. Because even if there is any righteous bone in his body, even if he doesn't want to go to war, all they got to do is say, well, do you, you want us to release your tax returns where it shows you paid off all these families from all these little kids you molested? Three different little girls, three different little boys that we know of? Wayne Matson has the whole thing documented. I've read the names, the names of the families, the parents, the, the, the dates that it happened, the years that it happened, how much were paid off. Nobody wants to talk about any of that, though. No, no, no. We don't want to talk about any of that. So bear that in mind. I... I almost tripled my following being on the MAGA train. Yeah. But the second he bombed Siri, I was like, I'm off. Oh, man, I lost a ton of listeners when I when I started going down that road. I did. I mean, and it's kind of like leveled off now. I'm not really, I'm, I'm kind of like breaking even now on the listeners. But I'm like, you know, listen, if I've got to lose listeners in order to put out truth, it's not like... You know, they were coming back to me and saying, no, you're wrong, and this proves... No, I've got, like, a hundred pages of documentation of, like, all the wicked stuff Trump's been doing. I've been... I, in fact, I do this on a weekly basis. I am so overwhelmed. I want to go back to all my PDFs that I've been putting up and take all the stuff I'm putting about Trump and add them to the... I'm just so overwhelmed, I don't have time to do it. So I've probably got way over 100 pages of all the wicked stuff Trump's been doing that everybody seems to want to ignore. Most people in alternative media that are pro-Trump and the Q movement and the false prophet Mark Taylor and, and um, Jonathan Kahn job and all the other ones saying he's a man of God and he's going to be used of all this stuff, even though he's got all this wicked stuff he's doing and has been doing and has been associated with for decades. None of that matters. All that's canceled out, evidently. So... Um, I got so much on Trump, it, it boggles the mind at this point. But for most people, it just doesn't matter. And that was it. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and milk Trump 4D chess, QAnon, yeah. you know, whatever. Trust the plan. No, it's that's. I, I knew from there, I'm like, something's off. 
gave him a chance. Okay, maybe it was a strike in an airfield symbolically. Then he did it again. Yeah. Then he armed Saudi Arabia. Then I'm like, forget it. This guy's done. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was a good guy. Maybe he meant what he meant when he ran on a, con- a campaign. And then he did a 180 inside office. You know, I mean, I mm-hmm. think perhaps many presidents have good intentions and then are shown what happens when you disobey yeah. somehow. Robert Kennedy got his brains blown out in front of you know all the people in daily plaza to show him that you don't get out of line you you do as you're told because he was fixing to try to do a whole bunch of really righteous stuff and there was evidence that he might have actually gotten saved and if he had gotten saved and the holy spirit was living inside him that would be why he was wanting to do all this righteous stuff if you ask me now i can't prove that but i have seen that there's some compelling evidence out there that he might have actually gotten saved and you look at all the stuff he was trying to do well yeah, they had to eliminate him. Well, they have something on him. You know, some people say he went to Epstein's island. I don't know if that's true, but he's definitely tied in with the Epstein network. Clearly, oh yeah, clearly, mm-hmm. he's not the same Trump from 2016. No one can tell me that. No one could say with this Angela he's the same guy. Trump had an energy in 2016. He didn't use teleprompters. Now he's always like Iran is going to bomb they all teleprompter he, he doesn't even look like he wants to say these things so i i believe trump doesn't want war but i don't think it matters what he wants and he knows that it's too late for him he that swamp wasn't drained adam it was changed it was left-wing yeah. globalist versus neocons now it's a neocon swamp right you know, that you've been right. reporting it forever now jared right. kushner and the rest of them yeah. Z- zionist neocons yeah. to be uh to get down to right. the yeah common denominator he just yeah. put a different type of wicked in the surrounded himself with a different type of wickedness than barack obama did they're just again two sides of the same kind of wicked coin there and they are i think there are some vying factions out there okay that that do not like one another and they're vying for control so there i'm not going to say that that that's not a factor here all we're seeing here from the people on the trump train is 3d chess excuses trump can do no wrong trust the plan he really has a a cult following where people have like chosen their side and they're so tribal that that no matter what he does they support it and anybody that's against him is a libtard or they they like hillary or therefore the mullahs and uh and they just root for him no matter what so it's it's incredibly dangerous um we're going to get through a bunch of the news here that we've been uh, retweeting and some of the drama that's that's been going on but um it's just I don't know. Why don't we uh, get into it? And we will be looking into the chat some as well to uh, answer questions. And, yeah, I got uh, the chat popped up here on the left here. Cool. Yep. All right. So, um, Hilary, why don't we start with some of these uh, tabs that I have open? Uh, Forbes says, Iran is ready to strike in the West using sleeper terror cells report. And this was back... This isn't new. This came out uh, July 2019. So very likely uh, they are going to retaliate. They're, they're actually promising that they're going to retaliate. I saw even North Korea was saying that they were going to do something. And um, so and the whole idea, the Pompeo, you're seeing Pompeo. Is that your dog in the back? I, uh, Pompeo and, and all these people are saying, oh, this Trump doesn't want war. This is a deterrence to war. Right? Have you have you been seeing him say that? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. gaslighting the likes we've never. Well, we've seen it before. <laughs> we've seen it before. I saw Ben Shapiro do a tweet said, "No one wants more war." Like, are, do you think we're stupid? Like, how yeah. stupid does he think we are 
the Zionists have been wanting this war for over 20 years. Netanyahu yep. wrote books and was advocating in Congress to take out Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, you know, General Wesley Clark. I mean, this is no secret. And we actually have people on here saying like, oh, this is Saudi Arabia that wants this war, which is partly true, but it's lying by omission if you make it out like this is a Saudi Arabian thing. Pompeo, I saw somebody, uh, I Scott got, Greer was... I've got into that extensively in the studies that we've done regarding Iran and World War III. We've got into all the documentation, all of our own war documents, where they've openly admitted we've got to find a way to get Iran to attack us, to, to fight back, to, to get us... In, I mean, this has been planned for decades at this point. That cannot be argued. And But if you're just viewing this through the little, like sliver of of this just happened today and believing the mainstream media you're not going to understand that like oh yeah pompeo's shilling for saudi arabia it's like dude talk about misdirection and obfuscation tell the truth our our government is occupied by zionist it's not saudi arabia that's that's running everything it's it's zionist and it's christian zionist that enables them to do this their worship for israel yeah, like people like John Hagee, the ones that was right next to Trump the other day when he signed that executive order saying that now if you if you say anything against Judaism, you know, you could potentially go to jail or whatever it's going to be, some whatever penalty it's going to be. So again, our First Amendment right is gone evidently because of this new executive order sign. I mean, you can't say anything against Ju I mean, again, he is absolutely in the back pocket of the synagogue of Satan and the Christian Zionists like John Hagee who was literally there when he signed this, the ones that literally believe and teach their congregation that the jews don't need to get saved that the blood that th flows through their veins um is all they need to get into heaven that they're a special protected class and that they don't need us christians are basically inferior the bible says if you be abraham's seed then you're um if you be christ then you're abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise so the thing that god looks down and and says or oh, are you of abraham's seed is if you're saved okay now, I understand, yeah, there's a bloodline component. You could have a literal bloodline component there of, of saying, well, I'm a Jew that got saved. Sure. But does that make you better because you're a Jew and you got saved? No, the, the, we're, we're all equal in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're all equal. And there's there's not one, the Bible talks about the body of Christ. Can the finger say the eye to part of me? I have no need of you or I'm better than you. <laughs> you, you. You can't do that. So um that's something to bear in mind as well. So now I'm out of time on part one, and uh, we will go to part two now. God bless you, and see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C O N. T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, K.
Hickory NC 28602 or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.